I was a little girl. I believed in fairy tales. I wished my toys would come to life and that my stories could be real. Then through all the noise and confusion, I believed it was all an illusion. The world had faded black and white. Nothing seemed to be right. But now I know that how it goes is that my dreams never die. As long as I keep the magic inside me alive, do you believe in magic? Previously, in Series Three, Episode Six, it's decided to use Iki as bait to catch Vestas and to free the Vain King. The box jellyfish queen arrives and offers her help to overthrow the squid. The king is driving the guards crazy in prison and manages to escape. Iki heats up with rage and turns back into her annoying self after they capture Vestas. They travelled to the furniture collection spot only to find the stingray waiting to be an underwater taxi. He had not seen the king at all. In fact, nobody had passed by, and he was quite disappointed. Business had fallen flat, and he had been waiting for days for his first customer. See, I told you the stupid, smelly king was trouble. Nowhere to be seen. So let's hit a ride and go home. Iki, we can't. He might be in trouble. Be patient for once, please. I am over this adventure. Let's all travel to the village. I'm hungry and I'm not eating anything down here. Last time it was a disaster, and you know what happened. Could not stand being a princess, sea creature. It's all too much. I think Iggy is right for once. You both should go home now. I will search for the king with the squid army. They know their way around, and it's time you were both home with your mothers. What do you mean? I am right for once. I am always right, and that's a slurpedown fact. Humans can be so judgmental and wrong, not like creatures like me. Oh, damn and blasted! Let's go home. Aunt Pepper will be fine, and somebody needs to take the medicine home to all the sick fish. Pepper wished that she could go home with them, but as usual, it was her job to get things finished. She was so fed up with the king. But it was important to find him, and she wouldn't leave the ocean creatures in a pickle, as Iki would say. She sighed as the two friends started to rise out of the deep blue water, heading for the village. So that was that. They would travel back and had arrived at the cork upper ripple creek with Band-Aid in tow. When they reached the creek bed, lots of creatures ran to welcome them. Everybody made a huge fuss of Band-Aid, and that infuriated Iki. You guys, look at me! Don't you want to see if I am Slurpedown's all right? He's just a stupid, smelly, getting into trouble type dog. 
Jo rolled her eyes and then noticed that something wasn't right. The creatures all seemed upset and Jo realised that something was terribly wrong. The elder Slurper Downs were happy that they were home safe, but they were troubled. Jo, you're home safe. Good job. I'm afraid we have a serious problem around here. I've been testing the water and it seems that we have, amongst other things, blue-green algae. What's that? How do we get rid of it? Well, blue-green algae are a type of microscopic algae-like bacteria. It inhabits fresh water, coastal and marine waters. If the conditions are right, the algae can increase to excessive levels and they form blooms which can affect the water quality. It can disrupt drinking water supplies and pose a risk to livestock, wildlife and human health. Not to mention kill heaps of our fish, etc. Poor water quality and the potential for toxicity means it can cause environmental problems. We often conduct regular water sampling and that quickly notifies us of any potential blooms. For some reason, the blooms have arrived very fast. It's a mystery. I feel it has to do with the weird weather we're having. Can't wait till Tundra arrives home. This has to be sorted as soon as possible. How on earth can we get rid of it and clean the water? There are many ways of trying but that means using stuff like treating the water with chlorine, and I prefer to use snot. It's all very natural, if you know what I mean. We have to up the snot production, and I mean fast, very fast. The creatures have to start picking noses, and the snot pots need to start boiling as quickly as we can light them. Otherwise, we are in big trouble because the algae in the sludge will take over. By the way, where on earth is Pepe? We need her now. Oh gosh, she is still looking for the king of the clams. He is missing and everything is upside down under the water. Upside down, you say? Well, things up here are looking grim. Hope she finds him soon. It's fine for Pepe to help people, but she is needed to help here. The old Slurpit Downs was not impressed at all and was not in a good mood. Hearing that Peppy was wandering around the bottom of the ocean looking for a stupid vain king didn't please him. He stormed off, ordering everybody around, and Joe felt so awkward. While they were away, the sludge had risen and made its way over the land into the town well. Now there was no fresh water and Iki's mother was ill. Seems she was so worried about Iki that she forgot to boil the water and became sick, just like Iki had done a little while ago. Oh dear. Let's get back to the village as quick as we can. Can't wait another minute. Old Edward Slurpertown's really knows a lot, but not as much as Peppy and Tundra. He really is sounding like Pepper with all the environmental information and disaster kind of stuff. My mum is sick. Pepper is still under the water. And Tundra is overseas. What are we going to do, Joe? It's a real mess, don't you Slurpertowns think? That means there is nobody who really knows what to do. 
What if my mum dies? Don't get all panicky. Your mum will not die. I have the medicine with me. And remember, we all know what to do. We don't always need Pepper and Tundra. And as you say, Edward is quite capable of carrying on. He has us to help now. Iki started crying and running as fast as she could. She went straight home to find her mum in bed. Oh, mum, you've lost all the Slurpedown's colour out of your fur. Looks like you just wanted to copy me. Does your head hurt? Iki, where have you been? It's been a few hours, and I know you're with Peppy, but you didn't tell me where you were going. Well, I sort of happened to just go with everybody, but it's okay as Joe went too, and I'm back now. You thought I could travel if I had somebody older with me. There were heaps of people older than me. It was a very slurp-it-downs frightening experience. Won't do it again, I promise. Here is some medicine, and it's stronger than we had before, so you will soon feel better. Thank you very much, Joe, for the new medicine. And thank you for looking after a very naughty Slurp-It-Downs. She didn't tell me she was going on an adventure. By the way, where is Pepper? Tundra sent a letter from England, and he is due to get home any time soon. Oh, I hope Aunt Pepper finds the King of Clams soon and gets home. Who? The King of Clams? Which means she is under the water. Eeky, you didn't tell me you were going down to that dangerous place. Sit on the timeout mat. Oh, for Slurpedown's sake, I'm fine, Mum. I was with Peppy and Joe, and now I'm here, so that's that. Anyhow, we brought you medicine, so that's why we went. And to find that stupid dog Band-Aid, of course. It was important, and I like important stuff because I'm so Slurpedown's clever. The Princess of the Pearl said so. The Princess of the what? Iggy, you're confusing me. And stop saying I all the time. It's not good Slurp-It-Down's language. As I said, I met the Princess of the Pearl and she is the fish person and I became that fish person and she is going to marry the king. And then I'm going to be a waterflower girl at the Under the Ocean wedding. That is that. Oh, no way. You are not. Never are you allowed to go under the water again. And that is that. Also, you talk so much that you lost me with whatever you said from the beginning. How could you become a princess? And sit on the damn mat. Iki, stop carrying on. You were very frightened under the water and you said no way would you ever go back. Something to do with all the sea monsters and the stupid princess, remember? Well, I have Slurpedown's changed my mind. Heaps of things to discover down there. Anyway, you are the one who wants to discover anything not discovered. And it's the perfect opportunity to do that down there. Frankly, I don't want to go back. It's too dangerous, and I would probably spend all my time getting you out of trouble. It would be a blasted waste of my time, and that is a human type of fact. So there. Don't mean to be rude, but I must go home. It's probably close to dinner time. Yes, dear, it is. And Iki is now very busy sitting and reflecting on stuff. Thank you for the medicine. I feel so much better already. When you have five minutes, Joe. Could you please fill me in on why Iki says she was a sea creature princess? Things got a little confusing in the interpretation of Iki's story. It was all a little fishy, if you ask me. No worries. It's a real exciting life adventure that Iki could tell her grandchildren one day. That's if she ever gets off the timeout map. I hope Tundra arrives soon so the village well can be cleaned and the environment sorted out. The sludge is terrible and all the fish and animals are in danger. 
Iki can give them the medicine when she's finished sitting. Think it will be me who will distribute the new medicine? Iki has a very long sit ahead of her. Goodbye, dear. Would you like me to travel you home now? Joe nodded, and before too long, she could hear her mother calling for her to set the table for dinner. Crikey, back in the nick of time. Geoffrey was sat on the back porch cleaning his football boots. He looked fine and was raring to go play football with the local junior team, the Bullfrogs. Hi, Joe. Look at my footy boots. They're as shiny as I can get them. We're going to kill the cockroaches this time. Reckon they cheated last match. How can they cheat? It's only a stupid football match and there are referees and coaches and all that. Of course they cheated, because they won and we are the better team. Oh, whatever. Come inside. Dinner is just about ready and you need to clean up. What did you do today, Joe? Seems you skipped out of here and disappeared for the whole day. I would like to remind you the charity needs a bit of maintenance and it would be a good idea if you called up some of your friends and got them to help you. What about Melissa? Oh, goodness, Mum. Melissa would never get her hands dirty and anyhow, she really doesn't like charity. She is scared of water and work. Yeah, but she loves to talk. Just can't stop her. Injected with a gramophone record, I think. Can't shut her up for two minutes. She does my head in. So I suppose all your friends are perfect. I don't think so. (laughs) I think Melissa is not the only one scared of doing any work. Geoffrey, how about you helping Joe to clean up charity? Well... If I was allowed to play in the boat, it would be a different matter. But Joe won't let me go anywhere near the stupid boat. I can't play in it, so why should I help? Because you want to help your sister, and if you did some work for a change, she probably would let you in the boat. Yeah, well, that's okay. But, Mum, you say I can't go near the river or in the stupid boat, so what's the change now? Well, I've been thinking you can swim quite well then I can trust you down there if you're with Joe. She would keep a good enough eye on you and make sure you keep out of trouble. You make it sound like I am always in trouble. It's Joe who disappears all the time. Don't you want me to give you a little more freedom and the choice to help your sister? No, don't think I want to. Joe is too bossy and I'm out of here. Going to football practice. Yeah, that's what your stupid team needs. Lots of practice. Geoffrey poked his tongue out and, as usual, headed for the back door. Joe's mother shook her head and continued to clean up the dishes. Joe could not believe she had missed her brother while she was away. She must have been crazy. By the way, Joe, you haven't answered my question on where you were today. Do I need to know, or is it a gulp of water, slurp it down secret? Sort of that. I mean,. Ask Aunt Pepper to fill you in when she gets back. It's a long story that is still waiting for an ending. A story waiting for an ending? Really, Joe, you talk in such riddles. I guess I'll just have to wait for my crazy sister to inform me. Seems you spend a lot of time wandering around with Pepper. <laughs> Probably because you're just like her. Why you couldn't have taken after me is quite a puzzle. That's a funny thing to say because I'm also like Mum and... She hates wars, and if given the chance, I would sing up a storm protesting like she did when she was young. Actually, Mum, I'm just like you as well. Got the best from both of you. I am absolutely perfect, and that's a slurp-it-downs fact. 
I'll run off with you. That's all slurp it down's fiddlesticks. As Joe climbed the stairs to her bedroom, she wondered if Aunt Pepper had found the king. One thing for sure was that the adventure had sparked a concern in her mind. Aunt Pepper spent all of her life trying to save the world. It was beginning to dawn on Joe that that was why she too had been so passionate about saving the world. She would also now make it her lifelong passion. There were four words in the world's dictionary that made Joe sad. They were discrimination, hatred, greed, and war. All could be disabled with the word love. What the world needed was a huge injection of love and a sprinkling of understanding and awareness. In other words, insight. Joe was going to make it her life's work to spread the word, stir everybody up and hopefully give the planet a second chance. Enough was enough and the people of our planet needed to wake up before it was too late. We only have one planet, Band-Aid. And if we mess it all up, where do we go? We need fresh air to breathe and clean water to drink. We need healthy earth to grow our crops and feed our animals. And we need to stop fighting over stupid issues and recognise that we are all the same. Band-Aid seemed to understand what Joe was saying and Tim Tam purred and rubbed against Joe's arm. Why can't people be like animals and only take from the earth what they need? They're not greedy or jealous or spiteful and they don't pollute the environment because they know how to treat it. Tundra was due home and looking forward to seeing Pepper and all of the creatures, but he was stuck at the airport in London and not in the best of Gulper Water's mood. His plane had been delayed and he was squashed into a small airport chair in the departure lounge. He had managed to catch himself a cold, and that was a disaster for a gulp of waters. He had overproduction of snot and all that sort of embarrassing stuff. His head hurt, he had a fever, and his ears were ringing. The thought of a 20-something hour flight to Australia made him very cranky. Tundra had no idea that Pepper was at the bottom of the ocean looking for the vain king. Unlike Iki, he was not tempted to travel from England to the other side of the world. The energy in the world had been getting very mixed up and he best thought the safest way was to travel by the flying kangaroo. That was until the sneezing started and people began to move away. Oh great, nobody wants to be near me. I guess I don't blame them. There's no choice. I have to travel by plane, but I'll probably spread my germs around. Tundra was feeling guilty until a huge sneeze <laughs> blew him out of the airport and out of England. He started travelling at an enormous rate, spinning out of control. So much so that his head hurt even more and the snot flew in all directions. Oh heck, I hope my sneeze sends me back to the right place. Don't need to go, as Iki says, to Timbuktu. That was all well enough, but unfortunately for Tundra, he felt himself descending towards the Pacific Ocean. Gulp our waters and slurp it down's sake. I'm going to crash into the ocean. Quick, I must chant an underwater protection spell. Oh, it's been years since I did that. Hope the spell works as there is water coming up ahead. For goodness sake, why have I been brought to the ocean? It's ridiculous. It wasn't long before Tundra crashed headfirst into the deep blue ocean. 
It was freezing, and his clothes were soaked. That's funny. The protection spell hasn't worked properly. I'm not supposed to get wet. Well, at least I can breathe, and the sea creatures ahead don't seem to be able to see me, so I'm safe. Something tells me I'm here for a good gulp of water's reason. Right. What direction am I supposed to go in? Obviously, I am needed for something. He floated about, looking around the bottom of the ocean, until he came upon a broken kingdom. Oh my! What has happened here? Looks like there has been some kind of disaster. I wonder if everybody is all right. I think it's the kingdom of the clan people. Of course, the kingdom had been destroyed, and everybody sent to the jellyfish queen's underwater land until it could be fixed. He had no idea that Pepper was also under the water, looking for the king of clams. As Tundra swam around, shocked at what he had just found, his attention was directed towards the coral. It had changed its color. It had no color at all. Dear me, what has happened to the beautiful coral? Hang on, I think it's been bleached. The coral is starving to death, probably due to the rising ocean temperatures and the increased levels of acid in the ocean. Oh no, that means it's killing the algae, which is their food source. Something has to be done to fix this situation. It's a disaster of huge proportions. I worry about what's going on above the water. Now I better worry about what's going on below. I guess that's maybe why I've been blowing down here. Let's think about it. The reef is a living thing, and it's very precious. You can even see it from space. We can't let the entire coral die. I will have to let Pepper know, and we must find out if the snot glue can fix this problem. Oh dear! The coral reef is starving to death and turning white. All the beautiful colors are disappearing. I'm sure we can come up with an answer to help it, but it had been mentioned in the local newspaper that the expansion of the coal industry could cause problems for the oceans. How do we fight that? And if we don't, we could lose the reef forever. This natural wonder of the world is in real danger. It is home for so many species of fish, not to mention whales and dolphins. Maybe we can also educate the humans to look after the oceans. I am sure the reef will get better. It could recover with the right conditions in time. Goodness me, the world is in such a mess. I feel sorry for all the life forms under the water. There is no time to waste, and probably dredging of the oceans isn't helping. It's taken over a million years to grow and take shape, and a few irresponsible humans will bring it to its death. You have just been listening to the mysteries of Cork Upper Ripple Creek audio tales, based on the children's book by Australian author Susan Pease. To find out more about these stories or to purchase hard copies, please visit susan-pease.com. That's s-u-s-a-n-p-e-a-s-e.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on the next magical instalment of the mysteries of Cork Upper Ripple Creek. Listen, enjoy, and learn tips on saving the planet. That is a slurp it downs and gulp of waters fact. This has been a Corky's Group production. 2023! All rights reserved! See you soon! Yeah, we'll see you soon! <laughs>